I am Lars Menzel, and you are listening to Available Light, my podcast about photography and the personalities who have shaped it. This is episode 10, which we'll call Presence. So I'm going to tell you about a photo that occupied my mind for a while. It's a photo that shows a bar scene, and it features both this man and this woman. They're sitting at the same table, but they're weirdly disconnected. He's staring into empty space. Well, she's looking straight at the camera, and she's got this facial expression that's impossible to judge. It makes you wonder, did something happen between them? Are they mad at one another? Have they ever spoken before? It is one of these pictures that seems to ask a lot of questions, and the main question in my mind is, how was it even taken? Because it's such an intimate capture that you can have a hard time imagining that a photographer was even present. Because the woman seems to be looking straight at you, at the viewer, and not at the camera that captured the scene. But of course there was somebody there. The photo was taken by Anders Petersen, who's a Swedish photographer, and he made a name for himself with these kinds of photos. He first became known for taking pictures in the 1970s at a bar in Hamburg's red light district. The photo book is called Café Lemitz, and it is often considered one of the most important publications of post-war photography. Peterson somehow got to the core of these people that he was shooting. And he kept on doing exactly that. He went to other places, like a Swedish amusement park or a prison mental hospital and lately he's been going to different cities around the world his pictures are always in black and white they're mostly portraits and they have this special honesty about them they aren't just intimate and true-to-life portraits but they strip away all the pretense and performance you may see in other pictures and instead reveal a kind of raw humanity in the previous episode of this podcast, I talked about a lesson from Robert Capo and Gerda Taro, which was that being close to your subject is as much about empathy as it is about physical distance. And Anders Petersen seems to understand that lesson, because many of his projects look to me like he would find a place, show up, and simply refuse to leave until he had gotten to know the people there and taken those photos that he's known for. But I still wondered how he did it. Or more generally, how photographers like him managed to get to know people with really nothing more than their curiosity, their camera, and their presence. I wonder how they get so close and how they overcome the fear of approaching people. What drives them to not only show up, but also to stay? After thinking about this question for a while, I decided to reach out to Anders Petersen himself and see if he would talk to me about it. He quickly responded and asked me if I was willing to come up to Stockholm and have an interview. So I booked myself a flight. Soon after, I found his studio, which is in Stockholm's old town. It's behind an unassuming brown door and 
I had to just knock and go down a bunch of stairs. And there I was, standing in Anders Petersen's studio, among his darkroom equipment, his prints, and his shoeboxes full of negatives. He offered to make me a coffee, and we sat down so that I could ask my questions. What I wanted to talk to you about is the topic of presence, because what I admire about your work is this ability to really go to a place and sort of capture its essence. It seems that you invented a certain perspective by being in a place and staying there. Can you talk about how you do that? What is your approach when you go to a place? It's simple. Uh, I I don't uh, I don't have any information, not so much information about the place before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go there and I want to be surprised by uh, new people uh, and uh, and I want also to be almost um, standing against the wall, you know, okay. uh, with no defense. I want to be as naive and <laughs> yes, uh, and innocent. I I want to have uh, the 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 eyes of a child when I go into places for the first time. I went to many of these kind of locked or shut down places, not mm-hmm. shut down, but uh, locked for sure. Yeah, places where you can't usually just no. go and become part of it because it's no, kind no. of a community by itself, no, right? Exactly, like a prison, mm-hmm. like a mental hospital, like a house for old people. You have to write many letters before and you have to, to, to be accepted in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to you to, to do something about it, you know, to, to, to have the trust from the people you know to to have the trust so you can go on and uh, the best thing is um, if you can also sleep there mm-hmm. but it is almost impossible especially in a prison in the mental hospital i had i had uh, the opportunity to stay overnight mm-hmm. but i didn't sleep of course then i really was working because i noticed that many many things happened between the people uh, staying there in this hospital Many nice uh, things, many, a lot of tenderness, a lot of... Human interaction? For sure, yeah, for sure. I have two questions about that. First of all, what attracts you to those places? It has always been interesting for me to see what is behind the surface. And uh, um, that's a fairly okay idea to, uh, or reason to to go behind, Mm -hmm. to open up uh, other doors you know to meet uh, not the mask not the surface uh, but to get involved and uh, to get in touch uh, to be as close as it is possible mm-hmm. there are always levels of course and you have to say no to something of course mm, uh, that is also important uh, what do you have to say no to Oh, many things, uh, many things for sure. Um, and it's about moral things and what you're up to. For instance, in Lemitz, I never went into the toilet and, mm-hmm. and w- shooting there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just used it, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> uh, I never went into because uh, there were many business there. Yeah, mm, a lot of business, uh, yeah. especially with the with the old women and uh, the young guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Men, um, I was surprised by that. I remember so many young guys came. 
Uh, uh, we are we are talking about fifteen, uh, uh -huh. sixteen. Oh, that young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a ritual of passage. Uh, um, kind of, yes, yeah. kind of. I don't know. Coming back to that, to that attraction of yours to those places, um, mm. it seems to me like you're a very curious person. Yes, but and that's um, that's typical for all photographers. Mm -hmm. We have that in common. Mm -hmm. We are also kind of, I think we are kind of shy. I think we are, we are shy. We have patience. Not all, but most of us. We have patience, but absolutely, we are curious. We are curious to see what is behind and how far we can go and but we are, we are also we are also i think you don't talk about it loudly but you have to be a little bit cuckoo mm -hmm. a little bit uh, not too much <laughs> but a little bit uh, in order to accept in order to go over the limits which uh, you need you're not supposed to stand there and uh, begging for for excuse mm -hmm. i mean like that Excuse me, I'm a photographer. You're not supposed to. You have to, uh, as much as possible, believe in yourself and what you want to say yeah. about what you are doing. I mean, you, uh, and then uh, this is poof, uh, triggering you to go forward. Yeah, I think I get that. And, and I think it's interesting you're calling it being cuckoo or being crazy because... I think you're right. On the one hand, photographers have to be extremely curious. Yeah. On the other hand, many photographers are very shy. Yeah. And maybe that craziness is what bridges yes. the two sides. Ah, yes, exactly. So it's, it, it is both faced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we talk about curiosity, especially in your case, would you say that you're just very curious in people or in the human condition? Uh, both. Both. They are connected. Mm -hmm. Yes, people and the, the kind of conditions they are living under. That's very, very important. I use this tool, the camera, to, to get to know these things, uh, to get n to know more, and uh, to get knowledge. Uh, I'm not looking for the beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. This is not my way. Mm -hmm. I, I'm looking for knowledge, and I'm... I'm at, and, and, and also, of course, it's more personal. I'm looking for myself also, probably. You were saying... Um you use the camera what role does the camera play in helping you do that it's a key of course mm -hmm. of course uh, it's a key uh, uh, and you open up doors uh, with that mm -hmm. that's why i was uh, um, invited uh, to a prison mm -hmm. you could never enter a, a very uh, high security prison uh, without a camera if you're not a criminal, of course. Exactly. If yeah, you just yeah. decide, if you wrote him a letter and you said, hey, I just want to come and take a look oh, around, no. they wouldn't let you in. But but just by holding the camera up to your face, yeah. even though it seems like in a way you're looking around, it helps you get in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it took a long while, you know, to, 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 be, to come, to be accepted by the authorities uh, for, for the prisons. Uh, I wrote many letters. Uh, it took me one year, I think. Mm -hmm. And first, they advised me to go to a prison for for uh, females. Mm -hmm. But then it would be impossible for me. I could never take a shower there mm -hmm. and take pictures at the same time. I could never go in the sauna yeah. and take pictures. You know, it would be very complicated. So I said, no, I want with only men, yeah. only men. So, and after a while, uh, I had a chance. Hmm. How did you convince them? Um, well, it was tricky. Um, 
I I heard uh, also by coincidence. Everything is by chance, you know. Uh, I heard they some um, some people were some two guys, you know. They were going to make a documentary about a very special uh, part of the prison that was about uh, drugs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. helping people against drugs and so. So and I asked them if I could be the still photographer for them yeah. for the film. Oh yes, they said okay, yeah. So I followed them. So I entered, and then I got to know uh, many people there in the in the locked uh, parts, and also the boss, <laughs> the boss who was a very very nice woman. The, the boss of the prison or the, the boss? boss of the prison? Prison. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, she was very good, important, and. Uh, also, yeah, intuitive. She believed in me. She said, "Okay, after a while, you know, you you can go to the other parts, but but you have to take care of yourself. You have to be accepted, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they have to say yes, but on your own risk, and you have to show me the contact sheets. <laughs> so no problem." I said. So I, went, I stayed there for three years. You stayed for three years at the prison. Mm. Basically, as a prisoner, or did you get? No, no. Did you, did you no. go home every night? I, I, well, my home is far away. You know, mm-hmm. it was in the forest north of Stockholm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I had my Volvo staying outside the prison ward. So I was sleeping there. <laughs> yeah. And when the central guard was coming at seven o'clock, they started. Yeah. I went up, you know, and said hello. And after a while, I was accepted by them, and it. Uh, ended up uh, with very nice things. So they invited me for coffee and and sandwiches, you know, ham and cheese, and and I could take a shower there. And I, I was really accepted. Uh, for the central guard, central guard in a prison is very important. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's the gatekeeper. But that brings us back to the to the issue of trust that you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. In a way, you had to get the trust of the boss running the prison. You had to get yeah. the trust of the guards, and you had to get and the trust the of bosses. the other prisoners. Yes, exactly. And the bosses of all uh, all different parts mm-hmm. of uh, the it was a big prison, Österokers mm-hmm. prison. So, is it a matter of going to these places and just spending a lot of time there to slowly make sure people understand who you are and what you're doing? Is that the secret? No, no, it isn't. Uh, I start immediately uh, telling people what I'm doing and why and shooting uh, mm-hmm. the first second. Uh, I, I show my camera the first second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I show it and telling them, this is what I'm doing or this is what I want to do. Uh, do you want to join? And uh, if if they say yes, it's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and I take some pictures. And after a while... Uh, after one day or three days shooting, I go back to Stockholm with my car and I develop the films, make mm-hmm. contact sheets, make small prints and go back to the prison yeah. and showing them okay. and giving them away, of course, okay. as presents. Yeah. So sometimes I couldn't even, I couldn't photograph in the cells because they were filled up with my pictures, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's it was a kind nice. of an ironic effect, right? Yeah, yes, it was <laughs> nice, but uh, it was a problem <laughs> sometimes. Um, but this is a way to, to show them what I'm doing yeah. and also why in a way. You know, because they could see that in the picture, what I was looking for, I was looking for humanity. Mm-hmm. I was looking for friends. Mm-hmm. I was not looking for criminals. Yeah. No. There is sort of an old fashioned component in there, which is 
yeah. just to talk to people, mm. just to let them know that your what your intentions are, that your intentions are pure, and yeah. that the things that you that you look like you're doing, namely taking photos, is what you're actually doing. Yes, this is exactly what I'm doing. Yes, and I show them that. Mm. I think many photographers struggle with exactly that. I think mm. many photographers want to take photos of people, yeah. but they have trouble either getting in contact with them or gaining their trust. What would you say to them? I would say, um, don't be a photographer, please. Um, just approach them as a human being, as a friend. Mm -hmm. um, try to understand that we are a part of a big family, all of us. They are brothers and sisters, whatever, and um, wherever you are shooting. If you're shooting in another culture with another religion, it's the same. I mm -hmm. mean, if I'm in Japan or in China, it's the same. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, we are all a, a big family, you know, we are related to each other. Yeah. It sounds very romantic, but I'm very primitive. And this is, of course, back to, to basic. But if you have this starting point in your approach, you will see everything is getting so much easier. You, uh, it's opening up so many doors for mm -hmm. you. And it's unbelievable. And it's fantastic. It seems like you're still surprised by the things that happen to you. Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Even true. after all these years of yes, shooting. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I think you need to be a little bit... Uh, it's, a, it's a special word, but you have to be stupid. You know, uh -huh. A little bit. What do you mean by that? By that, I mean, you're not supposed to know so much. Mm -hmm. uh, even uh, you are supposed to know a lot uh, because I'm old. <laughs> I mean, you are supposed to, but the more I know, less I know. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, you have to show that. People are often talking about it's so uh, important to be strong enough to do that and that and that. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. It isn't like that. You have to be weak enough. Mm. Does that mean going in somewhere with an open mind and not having yes. expectations? Mm, well, or does it mean showing your weakness? Showing your weakness. Okay. Uh, yes, you have to show that you are vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, that you don't know the, the answers to all questions. Yeah. Uh, and if, if you are that naked in front of people, mm -hmm. even if they are uh, famous killers, mm -hmm. I mean, they, they recognize that yeah. uh, inside themselves also. Mm -hmm. And you can have a kind of relation and it's the same if you're taking pictures of the queen in Sweden it's the same don't shoot her as a, as a queen don't mm -hmm. take a picture of her as a queen but as a, as, as a child perhaps so as a, I think if I was to take a picture of the queen as the queen I would try to take the picture from sort of far away yeah. like all the yeah, yes, decoration yes. around her maybe in the context of the palace and oh, yeah. I think your approach would probably be to get to get really close and to first have a cup of coffee with the queen before P uh, perhaps before yes, yes yes <laughs> a cup of coffee yes if she's drinking coffee i don't know but she probably she is yes uh i took uh, a portrait of the um, the princess mm -hmm. uh, of the uh, victoria yeah now i've been shooting at the nobel fest mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there you don't have so many uh, uh possibilities uh, to shoot really but i was uh happy to have uh, her portrait um, so how did you approach shooting the princess by, by talking mm -hmm. yes she's a very kind person 
she's a very um, you know. I once heard an interview with a writer who's called Jack Hitt, and he was saying that Good he's night. often asked how he finds his stories. Yeah. And he says, oh, I don't really find my stories. These stories happen to most people. It's just a matter of paying attention to them. It seems like that is something very similar to what's going on with you. You just keep your eyes open and try to pay attention to the things that are going on around you. And if that's true, it would mean that the time or the place don't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're shooting the princess or you're just walking through the streets of Stockholm. Mm. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Mm. How would you describe your process of keeping your eyes open and paying attention? Well, go back to what we uh, we were talking about before. Uh, be curious. Mm -hmm. mm. And uh, yeah, you have, of course, you have to sharpen your pyramid a little. You, you, have, be, you have to be on top. You're not supposed mm -hmm. to be too comfortable. You're not supposed to be eating or being drunk or something mm -hmm. like that. You have to be very sharp. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you have to, you have to peel off all these things you have uh, inside and outside, uh, which means your friends, your family, your dogs, your yeah, uh, your drugs, whatever if you have, <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, all the television set and everything, and the the iPhone, this mm -hmm. thing, uh, take it off, uh, mm -hmm. be as naked as possible, mm -hmm. as pure as possible. Mm -hmm. And after a while, you stop thinking. But uh, if if you're doing it, um, you, you are getting closer and closer to the top. And the closer you are coming to the top, the more um, horrible you are getting, mm -hmm. in a way, you know? And, and also open, yeah. open, like a wound. Yeah. Uh, and you, you are quite vulnerable, but at the same time, you are very hard. Yeah. And you are... Uh, not really horrible, but you can be a rather awful, probably. <laughs> well, and you have to be a little bit like that. And then when you reach the top, you feel it, mm -hmm. then you hit. Mm -hmm. Then you are sharp, almost like a razor blade. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, just a process, a creative process. Um, many photographers has that. Perhaps they don't explain it like I am doing. Uh, but they have other ways uh, to reach this Yeah, they build level. up this feverish excitement. Yes, yes, by, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when you have it, when you are up in this, you see many things. Mm -hmm. You see many things and you go for it. Mm -hmm. you, know? you don't wait. Yeah. The, the usual thing for photographers is they see something and they are saying to themselves, oh, oh, that's a nice picture. Oh, that's nice. Yes, it looks fine. And then it disappears. But what you have to do is to be very, very alert, not thinking, just going by intuition, poof, yeah. direct. This is also a way to, to explain for people that you are interested in them. Yeah. And you talk also, mm -hmm. you talk. Uh, you, you're telling them what you want to do, perhaps, or you just shoot. But 70% of my pictures, they are from meetings. Yeah. Or in a bar, or in a family, at a dinner, or in the street. Yeah, yeah, you are in a place and you just stay there and you just pay really close attention. Yes, yes. And and then I try to go as direct as possible. Mm -hmm. But not not by 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 my brain mm -hmm. for sure. Intuition, heart or and it's also a question of how you move. Um I noticed mm, how do you have to uh, move? the body language. Mm -hmm. I mean uh, how direct you are. If you're hesitating too much. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's not 
going to help you. Then people think your intentions yeah. might be bad? Yeah, well, yes, yes, mm -hmm. exactly. You have to be direct. Mm -hmm. Not attacking, but you yeah. have to be direct. Confident, but not yes. mm. assaulting. Yes. Mm. Mm. But then you have also to, to show your weak sides. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're a part of the family. Yeah. This is very important. Mm. It's funny because we talked about the uh, the camera as a key and about this, this mm. instrument that, that helps you unlock situation and makes you get close to people but i find that what we've discovered now is it's, it's very much about the person behind the camera and how you're how you're acting towards people the, the camera can look uh, four by five camera big mm -hmm. i mean or six by six or it can be a small one or it can be like mine an amateur camera mm -hmm. like this it's a context what i find with small cameras is that people tend to regard them as a toy And they yeah. don't think it's a serious instrument, even if it's like this camera, something that takes very, very nice pictures. Uh, yeah. And then they, they're less intimidated. Yeah. They don't pay so much attention uh -huh. uh, when you have that kind of camera. That's true. Um, that's a reason. I have it also. That's one of the reasons uh, I have been carrying around, you know, big cameras like a Nikon F. Yeah. When I was uh, shooting in Lemitz, uh, I had a Nikon F. Mm -hmm. And it's a heavy one, yeah. a very good one, very, yeah. very good, very analog. Poof, like that. Has your approach of shooting changed with those cameras now? Is it just something you always have it with you? Can I imagine you just wandering the streets and when you see something yeah. or somebody you find interesting, you yeah. approach them, you take their picture? Yes, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Do you still have it? I think many photographers have the feeling, what, what's called the imposter syndrome, where people feel like, oh, uh, I'm just taking some pictures. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm considered a photographer or an artist in a way. Do you still have that, that you're surprised by the attention that you're getting? Yes, uh, I am very surprised, yes. Mm -hmm. I haven't been looking for that. Mm -hmm. This is not uh, my thing yeah. uh, to look for that. I have uh, other things uh, that I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking for a kind of satisfaction. I'm looking for being precise enough to uh, explain myself for myself. Mm -hmm. This is not easy. Uh, so that's why I'm trying more and more and more. So you're, you're learning about yourself as you're... I'm learning about other people and through them I'm learning about myself. Okay. Yeah, And that's why... That's how I found out we are very close. I mean, yeah. It doesn't matter where we're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, I've been now in, in Ukraine and uh, shooting there. And it, it's fantastic people, really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Very poor, yeah. but uh, also rich. But, and it's not a question of really talking the language. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can go around with, uh, with signs and uh, the body language there is very important, for instance how you interact, uh, in which way. The same in Japan. But um, next time I go to Japan, I will have, I will have a guide, mm -hmm. a translator. Yeah. Uh, because you'll <laughs> learn much more faster <laughs> that way. I have one last question for you. I've read somewhere from a photographer, and I, unfortunately I can't remember the name of, of who wrote this. Um, he was saying that it's become a lot harder to take pictures of people. Um, because he thinks uh, he thinks now there's cameras everywhere. The camera is no longer a novelty, um, and people generally seem reluctant to have their picture taken. Mm. You already said no. What is your experience? 
My experience is that it has changed. For instance, shooting um, pictures of children mm-hmm. is changed. It it's quite horrible that it is what it is. Um, people are suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you, if you are a photographer and uh, shooting in the streets, you have to avoid that. Yeah, that's simple. Mm-hmm. You have to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. don't do it. Because the parents will get upset. Yes, in Belgium, in the United Kingdom, in mm-hmm. France, also here in Sweden, in Denmark, all over Europe it yeah. is like that. Not in Russia, not mm-hmm. in the East States mm-hmm. so much, uh, not in Japan, no, but here in Europe, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And it's very sad. It's very sad. It is like that. And um, also about shooting in general, I think it's... Um, I mean, they know it can be on internet, uh, mm-hmm. it can be published, you know, everywhere. So they are more suspicious. Mm-hmm. I have this approach that I talk to people. I talk a lot. And I give away pictures whenever I can or sending them by mail. Okay, so you nowadays. go somewhere and then afterwards yes. you send them the pictures. Mm. Yeah. I do that, yes. But it's more difficult. Uh, it's not like it was in the 70s. Okay. It's another style now. It's another um, wall you have to climb over. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, but for me, it, it hasn't infected my, my way of shooting so much. Okay. Really. Only that uh, with children. Mm-hmm. I, I'm taking care of that yeah. very much. But you're you're saying that the the formula of just being curious and talking to people still works yes, most of the yes, time. Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay. But because when it comes to the bottom of it all, uh, we are all we are all people, mm-hmm. and, and if you are honest, and not lying for people, yeah, then uh, they they feel that. Yeah. Uh, this, this is all this. Uh, it's simple. It's very very back to basic. I know yeah. that, <laughs> and primitive also. Mm. But I think it, that's also where uh, the the creative vitamins are. I mean, they mm-hmm. are on the ground. They are where it's primitive. Uh, so, and, and if you can deal with that, you're getting close to yourself, and you, you're mm-hmm. getting close to whatever it is. You know, if you you deal with the uh, things that are primitive, that are back to basic, that are uh, not so. Uh, you don't need so much knowledge. Uh, people in our society, we 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 are applauding the knowledge mm-hmm. as uh, as a re- religion almost, yeah. Yeah. but it isn't really. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least it isn't when you're trying to get to know people. No, no, and learning absolutely, about yourself. No, absolutely not. As I said, you 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 have to uh, admit that you are just uh, almost like a child. Well, you are. Mm-hmm. You have to take away everything you know when you are shooting, when mm-hmm. you are approaching people. You have to take it away. You have to be just simple and then, uh, yeah, and honest. Yeah. Simple and honest. Uh, that's true. Mm. It's, it's very, yeah, it's very basic. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> it's I don't think embarrassing. it's embarrassing. I think it's encouraging because that's yeah. something that that people have. Yes. And if I had come here all the way to Stockholm and you had told me that the secret to taking great pictures of people is a very, very difficult year-long quest (laughs) where you have to research those people for many, many years and or even have to spend 
many, many years like you have in some places, mm-hmm. then I would have been maybe a little discouraged. But you're telling me, hey, it is something very simple. It's something that all of us bring to the table. Mm. Um, and all you have to do is become aware of that. Mm. Then that's a beautiful thing. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's a uh, kind of beautiful thing. Yes, I see what you mean. That's good that you take it that way. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I like that. Yes. Um, no, you are not supposed to complicate things. I mean, that's simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After I had packed up and climbed back from the basement studio into the Stockholm summer day, I thought about this conversation that we had. And to me, it seemed really much less like an exchange of tips and tricks, but much more like an instruction manual to remain a human behind the camera. Anders Peterson never quite told me how he does what he does. But maybe there is no answer to that question. Because his approach doesn't involve any concrete steps or predefined missions. All he seems to do is have a conversation with the world and also with himself. An ongoing discovery. Luckily for us, he's doing it with a camera in hand. Thanks for listening to this episode. It's the longest one I've done so far, and I really hope that you liked it. As always, there are plenty more episodes for you to listen to on www.available.li. I'll be back with a new one sooner or later, and I'll talk to you then. Thanks again.